Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Monsters Who Murder. Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. You know, I didn't want to get in the car. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Yes, hello and welcome to Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. And we could not do this podcast slash videocast without the serial killer whisperer, criminologist and best-selling true crime author, Amanda Howard. (laughs) Hi, Robert. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and all of that. It's good to be back with episode two of this season. Oh, Melly Klamiki Maka. Now, Amanda, we've just celebrated <laughs> Christmas. Uh, to, that's how Hawaiians say Merry Christmas. Bing Crosby will tell yes, you all yes, about it. Yep. Um, yes. <laughs> so we've just celebrated Christmas, but it's not too late to get yourself, as a true crime fan, your own Christmas present via Amanda Howard. Amanda, what are you doing? How can people get involved? Okay, well, uh, the second weekend, I think it is, in January, so I think it's from the 13th to the 16th. Please don't quote me on that. The the details are in Facebook. Um, I am actually doing a series of talks in uh, in association with Rest in Pieces and uh, Gimpy Museum. So we're doing one on how to do a true crime podcast and all the ins and outs, and I might actually invite Robert to help me with that one Mm. on on, on air, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also doing one on missing children, and I'm doing another one on cults and mass murders. And there is also a huge cocktail hour Q&A um, episode too. So you can buy a cheaper ticket by doing all four talks there um, at night uh, in Sydney time and Queensland time. So the, the details are there. They are in the Facebook group. I'm actually spamming you all quite ridiculously with it because we didn't have the podcast to actually talk about it earlier. So it's going to be great. I cannot wait. I'm talking about some of our huge cases in Australia as well as overseas cases, talking about a couple of cults that are in this area and other areas around Australia. So they're going to be quite informative and you sort of get to ask me questions and and sort of uh, pick my brain a little. Now, Amanda, sorry, is this in person or via Zoom or something like that? No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's not Zoom, but it's some, it's something like that. So um, so people can't sort of talk at me while I'm trying, trying to go through it, but there will be questions <laughs> and answers and things like that. In it. So it is online purely because um, we cannot risk me trying to get a, across the border and then getting stuck either way, especially with how things are going currently. So it is yeah. um, via video feed. I might even make this room look a bit pretty to do it. I will have my beautiful serial killer heads uh, in shot as well and go through bits and pieces I have, um, you know, like, the shroud and the shoes from heaven's gate and things on missing persons cases and just a whole range of stuff so basically you get to come and sit in my room for a couple of hours each each night for four nights and get to see all the weird wonderful things that sort of is is my home 
<laughs> no, <laughs> come and see laughing. Amanda's house. She'll just go about her business. She'll get ready for bed. Yeah. Uh, she snuggles up with her, her full-size uh, clown. You know, it'll be fabulous. <laughs> um, it's so weird. I was, I was in here this morning and I was um, just, just doing a bit of tidying up because I n- never do that. And I'd lost Charles Manson's head. So I'm walking around the house asking my children, have you seen Charles Manson? He's here somewhere. I don't know where he's gone. Normal for me. <laughs> yeah, and normal for your kids too. Um, so yeah. how do we get tickets to this event? Because it actually sounds fabulous. It is either um, via any of my Facebook groups, so the Amanda Howard one, the Monsters Who Murder one, the Death Museum one, as well as the Bone Museum in Gympie. Um, we all have, have the links there. There is the, um, I think it's four tickets are discounted, or you can buy one for each if, if you're not interested in all of them. We are having a cocktail hour too one night, so make sure you've got your bevies ready for that one as well. So I love drunken questions as much as the next person. <laughs> so please, I'd love to see many of you there. I know a lot of you have already bought tickets but there is so much more still to come well and of course uh today is the 27th i believe and tomorrow night uh this is as we're recording this the 27th of december this will go out either tonight or tomorrow morning and of course tomorrow night the 28th is our big uh, monsters who murder christmas party for everyone on the 20 dollar tier or more for our group chats uh they will be able to join us for some christmas festivities as we have our monthly group chat Amanda that'll be a lot of fun it's always a lot of fun and um, there has been times that they've gone for six hours but we do try and keep it a little shorter but because it is our sort of Christmas party chat I might stay a bit longer because you guys know once I get talking I don't stop so So true so true Uh, and if you want to be part of that in the future just go to patreon.com slash mwm confessions all right Amanda I think it's time to continue with our psychological profile part two of Chris Watts as you might remember Chris Watts murdered his pregnant wife Shannon and their two young daughters four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celeste on August 13 2018. We finished last week with Watts, Officer Kennard and the next-door neighbour standing in the neighbour's home as they review his camera from earlier that day. Now Amanda it was fascinating last week and if you haven't watched or listened to last week's episode go and do that before listening or watching to this episode because Amanda his story seemed to be falling apart in front of our, our in front of our eyes in that last episode Absolutely, and it's so amazing. There's an officer um, who did an interview later said even before the police turned up, his cheese was sliding off his toast, and I thought that was a fantastic <laughs> way to describe this. this. This guy, I know I'm laughing about this, and, and I know that we shouldn't, but I thought that was the perfect um, description of what was happening. This guy thought he, he was going to have his cheese toast and eat it too, but it's coming off, and it's just an interesting way to put it because, yes, we have left him at this moment that um, his body language is saying, oh, fuck, and um, so is everyone else around the room as they watch him on on camera. You know, one of the beauties about doing this as a video cast is that there are some episodes that you get an extra benefit from watching, and I really think this is one of those because we literally have the body cam footage of the police officer and you can see the facial expressions, you can see the video of the car, uh, 
as as we're going through this and i would strongly suggest that if even if you're not interested in having this as a video cast all the time go to uscreen uh go to monster go to mwm.uscreen.io and buy just for five dollars the one episode or subscribe for a month for fifteen dollars so you can get all these episodes because i think this is one you need to see the video we've had a couple of episodes amanda where uh, i remember the um the the woman who died we we were talking about the woman who died in the floods where the police officer the dispatch person wasn't taking her seriously but then we saw that remarkable body cam footage once again as we got a sense of what she was really dealing with and she tragically yeah. died sometimes these video versions are far superior than listening to a podcast version of it and occasionally we have those episodes where we do encourage you to go and at least try the videos because i think this is one especially that last episode where you really should see it in video Absolutely, because the body language is is half of of the story, and we get a lot of vi visual cues that we don't get if you know. It's like it's like texting people or, or speaking on the phone. You can't see how they're actually feeling and, mm. and reacting. So when we have these um um clips like this, it's just amazing to see how he isn't saying anything, but his body is screaming out, I confess. You know, it's just amazing. Well, I sound like the uh, used car salesman. Go and get the video, you know, <laughs> while you can. Get it now. Go on once, go on twice. But seriously, I say this because I actually do believe it. And, and speaking of such things, last week we left on a cliffhanger, and it means today we start with what we call a gotcha moment. So, Amanda, there's no audio here, but on the video, we are seeing Watts with his hands on his head, looking at the footage of his car parked in the driveway, talking through this as we watch it. Okay, well, um, what the neighbour's camera does is it picks up any movement that happens outside and what had happened there was that it had started recording when Nicole and Shannon had arrived home and then it recorded again when Watts moved his truck into the driveway. And, and so when he's there, he really does look like he's about to have a heart attack, doesn't he? <sighs> He does. If um, he, he has, as you said, the hands on, on, on the head um, expression, which is, you know, for, for those watching, it's, it's like this. So, so uh, elbows are out and, um, and the hands are on, on the head. Just think about any losing soccer match or football match and everything. Often the defeated team makes this, this mm. um, expression that they actually do this and it's a moment of loss and that's what Watts is doing there. Not the loss of his, his girlfriend, uh, his, his wife and children, it's the loss of his own freedom because he knows that this is, is the smoking gun. This is what is going to send him, him to jail and he had forgotten that this was going to happen. So he's like, holy hell, you know, this is it. This is, this is, is the moment I'm gone. And, and the officer's not saying anything either. The neighbour's not saying anything. Nicole's husband's not saying anything and Watts isn't saying anything. He's trying to not look at that camera, but at the same time, he can't not look. So he's trying to look at his phone and all of this. If he was worried that someone had abducted his children, you'd be looking, you know, what's that car there? What's that light there? But instead he's like, oh, shit, 
you know, a look at my phone, maybe someone's going to call me and it's not. He he knows he is done. Look, I'm just going to ask Amanda to roll that footage again, if I can, because what I find interesting about this, that analogy you make about the soccer player who's just missed the, you know, the winning goal, he has that look of defeat on him. And the other thing that's going to throw him is how clear the camera is on his driveway. I mean, you could not have planted a sting any better to get that car parked right up to the garage door. The only thing we're missing from this shot is an angle of the garage door. It's cut off a little bit, but he's looking at that going, Mm. they can see me. They know that I've got, you can see, he's got access to put bodies or anything into that car. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what we know later is is what's happening. But the fact that they now have a timeline, that is more important. So they know exactly what time he moved his truck in into that garage. And we know a whole lot of extra things about this. And I love how everyone is silent. No one's yeah. like, like the neighbour's not trying to say, oh, you know, my camera's good and it looks there. And look, he will do that soon. But that moment, they're all just watching it in stunned silence because... Mm they realise that this is the only timestamps that they have where there was movement before, you know, everyone's day started and then the camera turns off or, or does whatever it does. It's just amazing that that moment is is on camera and he probably forgot about that. Yeah, I, I imagine so. It's fascinating because we talk about a gotcha moment. That, to me, is the gotcha <laughs> moment. You can see it written all over his face. It's, it's right there. He yeah, and- has been caught. But... Exactly, and even at one point he takes one hand off to, to look at his phone, but he keeps the other hand on his head. He is doing like a, a, a comforting thing by keeping his hand, hand there. He can feel his his blood pressure, no doubt, pumping through his skull, and he is keeping that hand there because he is stuck in that moment while he's trying to pretend that he's not. And so it's amazing that he keeps the other hand there when it's not in, intertwined with his fingers of, of the other hand. That's a very interesting moment too. And I promise everyone, we will get to another clip in a moment. I just have lots of questions. <laughs> um, because what I want to know from you right now, he's done this. He's thought, you know, he'd be able to get rid of the bodies and, and, and get away with it. It's unravelling in front of his eyes right now. So we, you t- often talk about the fight or flight scenario here. He can't mm-hmm. run because the police are right there. Um What's going through his head? I mean, presumably he's fearful that he's been caught, but he, he must be scrambling in his head to see if there's a way out of this. He's likely feeling nauseous. We see that he rocks backwards and forwards again, which we saw in the last episode too, which is also a comfort thing. The hands on on the head, he can feel his pulse pumping in in his head. The noise in his head right now would be deafening from the pure agonal stress of what's currently going on he knows that he's he's done and he cannot run he has to know that everything he's currently doing is on camera and he knows that any wrong cue or 
oh, holy shit, or anything like that, or I'm done, or there's no resignation to it. He knows he's been caught. He knows that this is what's going to unravel the case, but he can't get into that. Everything is screaming, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, but he's trying to hide that as best as he can, and that's why he's rocking, that's why his hands are on his head, that's why he bites his lip, that's why he looks at his phone. All of this is trying to be distracting manoeuvres to try and stop him, you know, basically collapsing on the the floor and probably throwing up, because that Mm. is how he would currently be feeling inside. Fascinating. Well, look, in this next clip, the audio isn't great, but Watts does finally speak. Hello, can I do with Um, my detective just showed up, um, so he'll probably want to talk to you. He'd probably, like I said, he might have you call at the bank and see if there's any kind of activity. Um, because if there is any sort of action out there, of his cameras, I would have got it. Like right. we had, uh, we had issues the other other week when people were coming for stealing stuff out of like garages and stuff like that. And I have parked my car. I had your park right here. Yeah. yeah. So someone, see if I could see where happened. someone tried to jimmy with a flathead screwdriver over there, and it was just like. But if any action would have happened, any cars or anything left your house, I would have yeah, been like right in that area. This would have picked, I mean, oh, it'll pick up anything coming down the street this way. You're with that trailer? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, he seemed a little relieved in a way that it seems clear. Am I reading this right? Yeah, well, what you can see is actually very, very small. There's just a little bit of, of movement that they actually identify as his his truck going in. We don't really see it enough to be clear. He knows what it is. He knows exactly what's happened. And the officer knows exactly what's happened from his own reactions. But what is happening now, he says, you know, well, what do I do with this? Like, that does this mean something? And and the officer doesn't answer him. He says, the detectives here, he'll want to talk to you. So it's not like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is it. You know, turn around, I'm going to rest you. He sort of um, goes over it a bit, which was a relief to, to Watts because he basically is expected to be slammed against the wall just then and handcuffed, you know. But um, he is playing it cool, and so Watts is cooling down. So he's like, okay, because they're saying, oh, you know, there's just a little bit here, and if there was someone down the street, we would have seen that. And so there's all of that that's happening. But Watts is like, maybe this isn't as clear as... I can see it. So he knows what's happening. They're making guesses about what's happening because mm. they don't know that he has reversed his truck in, into there. And so then he gives them the story about, oh, yeah, you know, he, he put the camera on my house because I had some tools stolen a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, I knew the camera was there, so I wouldn't have done anything criminal on camera, right? And so this is how it's, it's starting to play out very, very differently to what he thought it was about to go down as. Yeah, fascinating. And what's also fascinating is they don't leave that house quickly at all. In fact, they actually stay and watch the footage several more times. Take a look. Watch, I'll show you. There's nothing on here. We've already watched that one. But, like, you'll see this car. It's a pretty good thing you have. You can see this car starting to drive down the street. Not that one. Oh, what? See what I'm saying? They picked it up all the way down there. He's next door. He seemed pretty keen to get out of there when the officer says next door, doesn't he? 
He does. And, you know, it's it's just amazing. I love how, how this poor guy is, like, really excited about his camera and what it does. Yes. And, you know, these are the clips I got and this is what ha- – it's just so, so cute, um, except that it's, it's about torture and killing. But anyway, um, I just – I think it's amazing that um, he doesn't realise that he's actually going next door to basically be caught. He's not going to be arrested just yet. That, that That's in, in clips to come. But he now wants to get out of there because he wants to now sort of um, – taint the waters with other ideas and saying, you know, oh, maybe it was just the tree. Yes, I always parked my car there. That was nothing different. Oh, I had to get something out of my truck at 5am. He can, he now has a timeline and we have from when Nicole and Shannon come home just before 2am and now we have a, a timestamp of Watts and his truck at just around 5am. So he realises now he has to fit his narrative to fit this storyline. So he has to say, oh, you know, I, I forgot my lunch. I did this and this and this. And he is going to now make excuses because there's evidence mounting about on him on things like this that um, need to now be addressed. So he now has to change his story like, I don't know, I just went to work and she was still home and then went for a play day because now we have another timestamp of him leaving for work at a time that he usually doesn't. You mentioned that he can say that he always puts his car there. Does he? Because if he doesn't, we've got the proof that he doesn't. Well, the proof is is that when he pulled up this, this afternoon when this recording started, um, he parked on, on the street and that was very natural mm-hmm. and that's where he usually parks it. And that's a narrative that actually plays with the neighbour. He'll actually go through that and say, you know, he doesn't park there. He never parks yes. there. This is this is strange. Otherwise, he would have this on camera every single day for the last, that's you know, point. six weeks that he parks in, in, in the driveway. Yep. All right. So they stay and the neighbour keeps checking the cameras. The neighbour seems pretty sure something has happened. He is, and now the officer is actually going to send what's next door because he wants to stay and talk to this neighbour to see what this neighbour has to say. Mm. And he actually says he's guilty. He doesn't park his truck there. Um, something has happened to Shannon and the girls, and Watts is guilty. He's like 100%. But cleverly, he didn't want to say that with Watts there So because that could have been a very different play out. They would have had to have arrested him then and there, and then the you know the clock starts of how long they can hold him, and all of that has to happen. So um, right now it's still a missing persons case so it has to be treated as such which means there's a whole lot of other things they have to do not just oh yeah you you've taken them let's focus on on this being a retrieval instead of a location so um that they have to play this right and now they have this amazing video that they're probably upset that watts had actually seen it but it just sort of gave them that that um that guttural um uh response that he had so that was really good but at the same time it's sort of he now knows what they have so they've showed their hand, um, but it worked in their favour, even though uh, Watts probably thinks it now worked in his own because he can now try and explain that all away. Yeah. It, it, look, to me, it's fascinating from the point of view that it is a game of cat and mouse now because while 
still officially treating it as a missing persons. There's no doubt the cop thinks this guy has done it. So, as you say, it's about trying to get information without arresting him so that when the time does come to arrest him, they've got as much time as they need. And now it's just evidence gathering. But imagine being the neighbour. As the pieces of this come together, you're realising you've been living next to someone who is a killer and you're in the same room as that person, would there be any yeah, sense of giving them the benefit yeah. of the doubt or would you just be thinking, this guy's a killer? Well, I think he probably thought, you know, or something might have happened, he would have, because he was out chatting to Nicole and her husband um, when he sort of said, oh, I'll, I'll just go and check my security camera tapes. So, you know, they hadn't even got to that point. And so it happened so fast, but it's amazing that he was able to sort of, be, because it's a motion censored mm. record thing, you know, as, as you can see, I'm, te I'm technically minded no, well, there. Cameras like but, this, um, and he, I, I have one like that, they're always streaming, but they record key moments. So if they detect okay. movement, they will record those movements. So you can mm -hmm. go back to timestamps and see exactly what's happened. Yeah. And that's what he, he did because he had two timestamps. He had the time of Shannon getting home and then there's the time of Watts' truck going into mm. the driveway. As I said, had he done that as a usual daily thing, they could have gone, well, here's his history of Watts getting his car out at 5am. You know, it's so he can't explain that away because the cameras show that he didn't do that beforehand. This is this is a once-off. So, And he then sort of tried to provide the, the excuse of, oh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago my, my, my truck got broken into and it wasn't on camera so I wanted to make sure now it is on camera it's just mm. um amazing particularly when he leaves his his truck on, on the street and things aren't locked away so you know it's it's a bad lie but it's amazing that this this neighbor has done this so quickly and to be able to sort of identify what's happened because it's rare for like a kidnapper to arrive at 5 a.m you know it's usually yes. a little bit different than that yeah, absolutely. And then something happens by accident that could be considered fate. Those watching the stream, watch what comes up on the TV screen. Have a close look at this. Nothing for the rest of the day. Oh, that's it. She's pregnant as well. So for those on the audio podcast, on the TV screen once the neighbour clicked off the cameras, an advertisement came up for a Discovery Channel show and the images were of a fetus in utero. Amanda, it was almost accusatory. The gods are against him. <laughs> It was, and uh, it's, it's given me chills. I have goosebumps on goosebumps right now because that is is that moment. And he goes, oh, yes, yeah, she's pregnant, by the way. It was, it could not be more perfect. As you said, some higher creation was happening there to actually sort of put that against him too. You've also killed your, your um, in utero baby son. Mm. So, you know, it's just amazing. It, as you said, it was like the fates had just sort of stepped in and went, yeah, and here's a, a reminder of exactly how evil you are because you killed your unborn son as well. Yeah. Well, the neighbour keeps going through the tapes as Watts tries to appear unperturbed, but he does start making excuses. How far along? 14, 15 minutes. That's why her friend said it was blow blow trigger. Let's see. I've got her friend 
leaving out here at you know, two in the morning. I think. My camera.
son, he made it try to move the, sit the door around. Maybe when they were trying to get in the door, in the garage right. door, they probably broke the, the laser there. Goodness, my alarm started going off. Well, I know he said the front door he tried going in, but he had the lock yeah. up. That's, that's for so the that's so they off, off. right? Our remote on the outside doesn't work anymore. It got wet and the whole radio on the back. Yeah, that was it. Okay. All right, appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully something comes up here, man. You know, it's really interesting, Amanda. Watts wants to walk away from the television screen, but the others stay there, and so he turns around, and I guess he also wants to know what else have they got as they're going through the vision. Yeah, very much so. They really want to see what's happening because what we've seen so far is just uh, her car and there's a white car inside, but uh, we haven't seen the actual footage of his truck reversing in. Now, the neighbour says, oh, I've, I've got some recording around 5 o'clock and Watts goes, oh, yeah, that's the time I did the alarm and set it off and everything. But he's not showing Watts this piece of information and Watts wants to see it. He knows that he's done. He knows that what's, what's coming. But the but the neighbour just keeps sort of going, oh, well, this is the the, the 2 a.m. Um, recording of, of Shanann coming home with Nicole. So he's sort of playing around with it and he's flicking through screens and showing this and showing that because he wants to confuse Watts a bit. I mean, this mm. neighbour, um, along with Nicole, sh should get the award as well. Um, but he's, he's, he, Watts is in such a, a manic stage now that, that his pacing is now, you know, it's, it's gone from a, a slight rock to a massive rock and then he's walking up and down the corridor to the camera, away from the camera. As you said, he wants to see what, what they have, but he's hoping that they don't have anything because he knows it's only a tiny slim section that they actually record and that's what he wants to see. He wants to see what they saw of him mm. reversing his truck into that garage where he does load their, their bodies into. Um, that handshake at the end was bizarre to me as well. Like you're the neighbour, you're thinking this guy's <laughs> a killer and you have to shake his hand. Exactly, and Watts's uh, flight response is so huge now that he's trying to keep it un under wraps. That it becomes such a huge gesture. He thinks he's he's making tiny gestures, but his body is trying to expel this energy, mm. and so he does stupid things like like that massive handshake because he wanted to get out of there. He he wanted the cop to follow him. He wanted Canard to say, "Oh yeah, that's that's nothing. Let's go." But Canard wants to hang back with the neighbor as Watts goes back next. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, the officer says they can head back to his house and Watts hightails it out of there. But the officer stays to talk to the neighbour and what happens next is explosive. No, but you just want to go talk to him. I'm going to get his info real quick. No. Who's 
and it doesn't look like he came from right here. It looks like he came from down the street. And then the other thing that doesn't make sense is why would he pull past this part? You can see him pull past. Are you able to record this? Uh-huh. I'd have to call Comcast, but I can get him to do whatever. But watch, just see him get out. And he walks back and forth a couple of times. To be completely honest with you, my wife and I were kind of wondering when she was on vacation if something happened, because I've heard them full out screaming at each other at the top of their lungs and he gets crazy. Does he? And that's pretty recently? Yeah. I'm guessing that's why she went and visited people is because she wanted to get away from the situation. Give your ID handy. Yeah. Wow. So he had more footage <laughs> but didn't show it in front of Watts. Exactly, and he and he picked up uh, up the cues that we did the the rocking backwards and mm. forwards, uh, the way that he was re reacting to the camera shots that they had. As he said, you know, see what's get out of the car, and he paces up and down. He's he knows that something's going on. That's what boy said. As soon as he left, he's he, he's done this. He then says that that had screaming fights. He assumed that she had left the home. That that's what he thought had happened when when Nicole had turned up and sort of said, "Do you know what happened to Shanann or have you seen her and stuff?" That he went and 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 check the taste because he thought that she was on holiday. She was actually on, on a work trip with Nicole, which is why they came home at 2 a.m. that day. But he says, yeah, that Chris gets crazy when they fight. So mm. that's a really in interesting thing too. But I just love how, how Canard says, oh, yeah, you go back next door. I'm just going to get his details. And then the whole thing explodes and he says, yeah, he's done it. He's, he's a clear footage of what happens yes it's hard to see and hard to hear but we know that he then actually points to where watts is pacing beside the truck before he goes upstairs and drags his wife down in and puts her into the flatbed and from watts's point of view as much as you want to stay in that house you can't because you've started hightailing it the officer has given a valid excuse to stay behind so you've got no idea what's taking point and the neighbor still has more to say and goes through the footage i mean this neighbor is obviously a wannabe detective because he's questioning watts's movements have a look <laughs> Just seems kind of odd to me. Why would he pull the cup up and put it out? Right. Yeah, I've never seen him pull that. I've never seen him. If he loads his stuff, he normally just walks back and forth because I get him on camera. Wow. have cameras around here, you know? Um, I'm sure a bunch of them do, but not that they know. Okay. 
I'll look at I'll, yeah. I'll do a search here in a minute. I just, all these boards kept coming up missing, so we moved in here. I put this in. And like he said, someone was breaking into it. He said that someone was breaking into his toolboxes of his truck. So I told him he could park his truck out there and fix it saw something. Well, case solved. <laughs> it is. It's so wonderful that this guy just knows everything. As he says, <laughs> what's parks his car at a certain place so he can be on camera. He says that, you know, there's no way that he does this. He says he takes his lunchbox, his 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 laptop bag, and his big drink bottle. He like this is how much that this guy knows about Watts's routines. So this is amazing that they have that. And he says that the camera often picks him up because he walks out to his truck on the street. We have all of this uh, repetitive uh, systems that 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 Watts goes through to do every, every single day that for him mm. to then reverse his truck into the driveway makes absolutely no sense and he thought he was doing it to hide from the cameras where as in fact it actually put him more on camera of course he wouldn't have dragged the body out to the street no one would though he was still an idiot but i just i just love how this guy knows so much about what's going on and that he has done it because this is like almost split seconds that, that this is all unfolded. But at the same time, you know, whilst this neighbour is actually giving the details and saying, yeah, he did this and he did this and this is wrong, this is wrong, Kennard never says, oh, okay, really, or confirm or deny anything he mm. says. But Kennard knows now. He knows that this case is solved. They just need to find the, the, the three of them. But at this point, he's just going, yep, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but he's like, you know, I'm getting all of this down in my head. Give me a, a copy of, of the recording. This is going to be huge. Uh, I'm a little concerned about this neighbour, but that's a whole side story. Um, <laughs> his love of video cameras, surveillance, and knowing what everyone's doing. But, uh, what was that movie with Sharon? Was it Sharon Stone in the movie with all the cameras? Um, uh, was it um, Sliver? I think it was. It, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway. With, with on. one of the Baldwin boys. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that's right. Uh, anyway, the neighbour uh, gives a bit of an overview of Watts and his personality. Because when he was parking his truck over here, the other thing was odd is why she was gone. He kept parking his truck and her car over here. And I used to see him walk out of the house. Oh, the car was parked over there for a long time. Like a couple of days. This was past weekend? Uh, no. Good, when she was gone for six weeks. Oh. But I thought it was kind of odd that he never parked in front of here or back like here. He said someone broke into his truck and he parked there. I have no idea. Hey, he acted so suspicious. He's normally, you can ask them, he's normally quiet, real subdued. He's over here telling, them, telling you three times what he took out, what he did, what he did, what yeah, he did. He's very, he never talks. So the fact that he's over here blabbing his mouth makes me kind of suspicious. Yeah, but, I mean, put yourself in his situation. Oh, I agree. You know, anyone's going to be nervous. You don't know what to do. Um, no, I agree, but I'm just saying the way he told you three times what he brought with him. Why is he telling you exactly what he brought with him instead of saying, well, they didn't see anybody out here, he didn't see anybody doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Why is he so worried about you knowing what he's carrying out? That's all I'm saying. This is what you'd be like. 
if something happened next door and the police came. This is this is you to a T. It is. I think the guy wants my job. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's giving some fantastic insight. And at this point, like, we can look at this in, in, in hindsight and say, yes, this is true, this is true, this is true, and that makes it a lot easier. But Canard can't be deterred by this. He, he has to um, not suspect the husband but sus- suspect him at the same time. There is um, a fine line that he has, has to walk now because this guy is giving him a lot of credible Im- information but it could also be just just a freak occurrence. I don't yeah. believe that things like that happen, except that you know that that the baby ad that we saw before was amazing. But it's just amazing that um, we have so much information so soon. I mean, there's so many cases like this that happen, and we don't know anything for months and months and months and months and months. This is like um, only a few hours later. I think this is about four o'clock in the afternoon, and we already have all of this. We have video footage. We have timestamps. We have did, um, girls that that didn't um, turn up to certain appointments. Shannon was supposed to doctor that day we have all of this and and for the neighbor to then say you know Watts doesn't talk Watts is a very quiet person except when he's screaming next door but he says he kept telling you over and over and over again and that's what people sometimes do sometimes people um will try and convince you by giving you the same story because we're told if if you lie you're not going to tell the same story over and over Mm. again but he's practiced this and he knows what to say now that he that there's a timestamp. he had this to go just in case um I, I would hate to live in this street because I think there's two criminals. You've got Watts, who is a killer, and then the parents uh, are criminals for allowing a haircut like that on their child. You know, the mullet <laughs> is just, my God, that's a crime against fashion. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thought I'd lighten the mood. Anyway. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Canard uh, then heads back to the Watts' home and after looking around and taking photos for almost half an hour, Watts, Nicole, Officer Canard and a detective rendezvous in the kitchen. Watts is still noticeably rocking. Did you tell your mother-in-law that she went to a friend's today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's what friend? Who was she supposed to go to? When did she tell you that? Okay, you you've made me stop the tape there. You've spotted something. What is it, Amanda? <laughs> Well, it's weird that he would ring his mother-in-law to say that Shanann's going on a play date with the girls. Like, Shanann already had an appointment that day. He didn't need to set up an alibi because there was one there. He could have just shut up and let this play out and would have said um, she was heading to the doctors and she Mm. disappeared somewhere between here here and there. He could have gone and dumped her her car. There's so many things that he could have done that for him to ring his mother-in-law and make this alibi up, it just, it's... It was a lie before he needed to tell a lie and it, it, it was another piece of this puzzle that sort of goes against him because it's like, well, why did you do that? You know, if if, if the mother-in-law had rung him and, and said this, um, had, had rung and said, oh, is Shannon there? She's not answering her phone. He said, oh, no, she's at a, a play date. That would have been okay, but he literally rung her to tell her that as 
as an off off the bat thing. And the fact is, is that Shanann's mum has spoken to Officer Canard several times, so she's giving him more in, info as well. That uh, Watts is unaware is actually going on until he he gets questions about things like this. Mm. He's overcomplicated uh, the lie. Mm-hmm. before he had to, as you, as you rightly say. The detective then spots a pile of clothes and Watts's reaction really does speak volumes. The stuff she had last night? Yep. Yeah. What's this? this oh, it's just some kind of darker stuff. Is that your stuff? Yeah, that's the stuff I was going to give to people because they don't fit me anymore. Oh, these are your jeans? Yeah, it's like 38s. They're way too big now. Uh, wow, that's an important thing to mention for sure. Yes, there's our narcissist coming out to play. You know, oh, they're, they're size 38. I'm, I don't fit those. They're way too big. Like, who cares? You could have said, oh, that's a bag of clothes for charity. Mm. It's just weird that there is these these moments that, you know, he's he's not going, oh, my God, let's go through it. Let's see if, the, if, if there's a clue here. Did she leave her? her keys in the pocket of something you know but no he's like not nonchalantly oh that's just charity clothes but that's how most people would say but he goes no this size 38 so i don't fit those Mm. it's like piss off mate you know (laughs) well when the detective is finished he explains what happened next but watch watts's demeanor okay well just call anybody if you hear anything from her otherwise i'm gonna start putting together the just in case we need to pull the trigger for person. Yeah, we're, I'm going to try to run some things down using her phone and then see if we can't find somebody. Um, if nobody's heard anything at all, then uh, we'll probably pull the trigger a little bit quicker. Go that route, so. I mean, you can do that now. You know, there's no reason. I mean, I, as far as like walking to a field and stuff like that, I don't no, know. But I mean, like, you can do that now. You, if you guys want to start that, there's no reason to be. You can do that right now. Okay. Um, absolutely. So, um, but the other things I'm going to do is, is you know, put in like uh, details as far as digging into friends and, okay. and addresses and things like that. But by all means, you have to call hospitals and, you know, hotels even. So she's checked in anywhere, whatever. But all right, I'll start with the, the friends list. There's maybe friends you either want to be know about. Isn't it interesting? He barely said anything, but Nicole did all the talking. Yeah, when the officer said he was about to leave, what's like, good, you know, go see you. But then Nicole goes, you know, what happens next? What do we do here? You know, do we need to fill out paperwork? Do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? I think we all need a Nicole in our lives. I mean, I've got a Robert who did disappear for two months, but we won't go there. <laughs> but <laughs> just get that dig in. But, yeah, she yeah, is but the you one never who's come asking for what's me. next. <laughs> <laughs> True, true. <laughs> but Nicole is asking what's next, whereas Watts knows what's next and he doesn't want what 
what's next is going to happen. That's really hard to say what so many times in one sentence. But um, he he just wants them out of there. He, he wants to have that moment to uh, like decompress and debrief and sit down and let all of this sort of swirl around him and, and take in because he's not taking in things because he's too busy with his own thoughts and he's trying to work out what happens next for him whereas as Nicole's trying to find her best friend and that's mm. the difference in, in both of their um, um, answers. Yes. Well, after a police team searched the house for an hour, they reconvened with Watts once again to go over a few things and he does his best Father of the Year speech. Your kids take any medication? GC takes Singular and Amaprazole. How often? Singular is every night for allergies and Amaprazole for the kind of for like the acid reflux. Is one of them on inhalers? They, they haven't done it since they got back. I think we might have ran out because the last one I saw it had zero on it, so we hadn't refilled that one yet. From North Carolina? Yep. And when did you guys get back? I think it was, so it would be, I went back to work on the 8th, so we got back on the 7th. Okay. And then she left Arizona on Friday and got back last night. And she had the kids with her last night? Yes. Or you had the kids? Oh, I had the kids, like, all weekend. Okay. Yeah. They went to a birthday party yesterday over at friend's house on the street. What do you reckon he threw in that bit about the girls going to a party yesterday? Because he's trying to be the father of the year, you know, but at the same time he goes, oh, yeah, um, well, one of the girls' asthma inhalers has run out. I noticed it was on zero, but I didn't refill it, like, you know, because he's, he's so wonderful. And he's actually lied there again because he said that he had um, had the girls all, all weekend, but we learned later that he had hired someone to come and look after them because he went off with a girlfriend, which will come up a bit later. Mm. But that was a lie then, and he looks away when he's, he says that, yes, I, I had the kids all weekend. He didn't, but that's something that, that they will unearth. But it's amazing how, how he says all, all this stuff and knows what meds they take and when, but he doesn't refill the scripts. Like, you know, it's nothing adds up. Yeah, okay. Well, Watts thinks that's pretty much done, but he has no idea the other questions they're about to ask. And then is someone sleeping in the basement? I did a few times the separation thing. I just struck. How, how recently? Probably about two nights ago, three nights ago, when she was here. So, by last time, Thursday, Thursday night, Friday. And then your kids, do they sleep in their own bed yeah, or do they sleep, sleep with you guys? Those two adjacent rooms, they connected that bathroom. You're lucky. He didn't know how to take that, did he? Yeah, because the officer's making a joke about, you know, that the kids and wife are upstairs and he's downstairs away from, from the noise and, and the girls getting up overnight and everything. But he screws up the timeline as well because he says that he's, he slept in there the last couple of nights, but we know that um, Shanann wasn't home, so there's no way he did sleep down there. But, yeah, the, the officer's trying to lighten the mood to see if he can re respond naturally, and he, he has no idea. He didn't get that at all. He didn't go there because he's still in panic mode. Mm. And the questions are only getting tougher and Watts doesn't do well answering them in the slightest. <laughs> I'm going to let you sheets and stuff are off the master bedroom. I know. The, uh, so, like, when she, she got back from the airport last night, usually, like, she just she just dumps in the bed. Like, most of the time when she does that, she'll want to wash the sheets the next day to get the airport off them since she just came off the airport. Okay. Okay. 
that sounds like a reasonable excuse for the bed being stripped. Yeah, it does. But if we play a bit more of, of the tape, you'll see that he stuffs that up because it sounds pretty good, but he doesn't learn to shut up. I know they like doing sheets and stuff for us in the master bedroom. I know. They, uh, so, like, when she, she got back from the airport last night, usually, like, she just she just jumps in the bed. So, like, most of the time when she does that, she'll want to wash the sheets the next day to get the airport off of them since she was, just came off the airport. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of. Dude, shut your mouth. <laughs> I know. For someone who's not a talker, he talks a little too much at, at this present time. You know, oh, that's what, what I think is, is, is what happens because the bed's unmade. Everything else looks neat and tidy, but the beds are unmade. So mm. it looks like something happened at those at, at that time frame, which goes with the 5 a.m. Um, security alarm that goes with her, her getting home at, at 2 a.m. So there's three hours there that they know this is when something happened. It wasn't after that because the neighbour ha has no extra time stamps. But he just doesn't learn to shut his mouth. You know, he could have just left it there, but that there he goes, oh, well, that's what I think. You know, that, like, no, oh, that's all I can think of is the line. Yeah. <laughs> what's hilarious exactly. about that? It's almost like, oh, that's all I can think of. You know, like, yes, it's an expression yep. we use, but <laughs> when you're trying good. to get away with murder, it has a lot more weight. <laughs> it certainly does. Mm. Now, look, uh, what's isn't done, he's still rocking, yes, but he does take a moment to big note himself. And you can't think of anywhere if you'd want to go. Should uh, go for walks around here? No. I go for runs. She goes. She doesn't really go for do anything as far as going for walks or anything. And you've talked to all the friends you guys have around the area? <coughs> and what was the conversation this morning you guys had? It was about uh, selling the house and separation. And how'd she take that? We were both pretty emotional. both crying. He doesn't seem very emotional, does he? No, he doesn't. And, you know, he, he, he's making up lies that aren't working because he just said that he, he was sleeping down the, downstairs and then he says that they, they had this discussion in, in the bed. So there, there's the first lie. But when did this happen? You know, she got home at 2 a.m. Um, and he left just after 5 a.m. So there's that three-hour hour time. This pregnant woman has just been on a, a trip and then come home and went straight to Arizona for a business thing. She's got home at 2 a.m. She's got doctor's appointments and two young girls to look after she's pregnant and what sort of goes and lays that on on her in in their bed he wasn't downstairs regardless of what he wants to say you know but he's like oh we were both emotional it's like yeah that's why you're standing here now talking about washing sheets and moving tools in in your truck not my god where's my wife i'm i mm. can't cope with this where is she where is she you know no point has has he offered where she might be because the play date sort of hasn't gone anywhere but he's not going anywhere further like maybe i should check all of her friends he's done nothing to suggest that he's not guilty. Yeah. Well, the officer tries to work out the timeline and Watts knows he's stuffed up pretty quickly. And then did you see her before you went to work? Did mm -hmm. you say anything to her? When she went back, like, when she told me she was going to go to her friend's house and be with the kids, take the kids with her. Oh, she told you she was taking the kids yeah. to her friend's house? Yeah. She didn't say who, though? Oh, no, no. No, but she was still in bed when that happened. And this was after the conversation? Yeah, it was between like 4 and 5 a.m. I woke up about 4 o'clock. What time did she get home? 1.48. So did you guys sleep for a little while and then 
Oh yeah, Doug, I was passed out when she got home. And then did you wake her up? Yeah, when I got up. And that's when you discussed yeah. that? Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to do it like over a text or over a phone call. I wanted to be face to face with her. How long did that conversation last? Probably like 30, 45 minutes. Does he really think they're buying that? He thinks they are, but he but he pretty much knows that they're not because he was apparently unconscious when she got home. So he suddenly got up at 4 a.m. decided that's the time he wants to talk to her about getting mm. a, a divorce and separation. You know, it's just amazing that he thinks that and that it went on for 30 and 40 and then suddenly he he showered and dressed and, and went to work at, at 5 a.m. It's just amazing how, how that happened, seeing he was pretty emotional when they were having this fight. So it's mm. not adding up. It's not sitting together. You know, he didn't suddenly decide that that's, that's the time he had decided this long before that and he was there um we will go in, into the details of what he actually did later but um he was not downstairs sleeping when this was occurring okay so the officers then tag team with rapid fire questions here we go and then you went to work mm-hmm. i went to, i left about 5 15 5 30 in that time frame and she said she was going to a friend's house with kids but she was still here when i left you went to a job site or you went to the main plant or where'd you go? I went to location first. Where was that? By, by Hudson, over there, east of Hudson. There was someone there at the time when you got there? No, no. Uh, one of the operators, he had an issue there on Friday, about to run over the weekend. I went over there just to kind of verify what kind of issue with he, he was having, see if I could fix it. Then we went to a pumping unit across the, across the ranch over there. Over there most of the day, that's when I got the phone calls and text messages and came over. Are you guys on like Canary 49? Where are you guys at? Oh, like, you know where like Rockin' is? Yep. Yeah, out there. Who's your entry on? Survey. Okay. I know where that's at. So what kind of tools did you have to load up in the garage? It was just mainly my, I got my water bottles and my water jug, my computer, book bags, I had my containers full of just uh, my O-rings, all that stuff, just putting it all in there because I took it out a lot. Do you load it up every day? I'll just like on the Monday, like after I get all that stuff because I had an issue where somebody stole all my tools out of my truck. My pipe wrenches are gone, my socket set's gone, my, what else, my wrench set's gone. Like we had an issue, that's why I parked my truck in front of the neighbor's house that for like a few days just to see if like I could see if anybody was breaking it, tried to break it into my truck again. It was my fault. I left it unlocked. So as far as the toolbox is on the back. So on the weekend you download your stuff? Everything out. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday you load it. Oh, yeah, up. put it all back in. Just yeah. to kind of get everything out of my truck, clean it out a little bit from the whole week. Because it gets filthy in there. How long? You guys lived here since 2012 or a different house? No, like, so 2012 we moved here, lived in a friend's basement in Broomfield. Okay. And we had, we closed on this house. It was built 2013 in May, and that's when we moved in there. Okay. Does she have any other friends in this neighborhood? No, nah, I mean, we haven't talked to many people around here, honestly. It's mostly in Erie, yeah. in Broomfield? Erie, Broomfield, Frederick. Uh, Where at in Frederick, do you know? So we had, like, they just lived up here in Frederick Way. They actually just moved down to Thornton, Nick and Amanda Thayer. Okay. Uh, Nikki, she lives up, the one that was here, she lives in Frederick. The one that dropped her off? Yep. Okay. Yeah, she lives, like, up over there building that new stoplight, that, that bridge over there. Right. Okay. 
Any I know? No idea of what friend. So all your friends pretty much have kids the same age? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to... It's really hard. I mean, we've exa- I've exhausted every option I know of as far as friends goes. Like, Nikki know, knew more of them because she's a woman. And that's about, that's about as far as we could go, as far as all the friends that we could think of. All right. So if you talk to some of her friends, um, tell them that we're looking for her and we just need to make sure that she's okay and uh, she can call if she doesn't have to call you. Um, but if that's what she's worried about. You know, you're trying to get a hold of her and she don't want to talk to you, so have them refer her to us if they know where she's at. Okay. Saying. Just so we, whatever's going on between you guys, that's between you guys, and she doesn't want to talk to you, that's fine. We just don't want to waste resources looking for her if she's actually okay. So, like, if we can relay to the friends, I understand she doesn't want to talk to us, at least have her call the police so that they know she's okay. Okay. Type deal. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that way that... We know that she's okay, and whatever's going on between you guys, you guys can kind of figure that out. Okay. Type deal. Um, do you have any questions for us before we get out of here? Mm-hmm. I mean, call area hospitals, call hotels. That's about, I mean. Someone said she was diabetic? She had her friend Cassie in Arizona. She's a nurse, and she knows she had low blood sugar when she was down there. That's, that's why I brought that up. Oh, okay. She never had seizures or blacked out or anything. It was just like that was a long, long time ago before I even met her. She had a horrific car accident. I think she might have blacked out or had a seizure. They just couldn't really figure it out. Like she just had a car accident. She just flew out of the car. And you have his contact info? Yeah. I think the detective did. Yeah, they went along. Okay. And if you hear, uh, did you get a card or anything? Probably the detective, yes. Okay. So there's a dispatch number on there? Okay. If you hear anything from her, uh, call that number and let us know, and it'll just go straight to our dispatch, and then an officer will call you right back. Okay. Uh, that way, our, our main concern is to make sure she's okay and the kids are okay. So, um, if you hear a peep from her, just call us, and we'll call you or give us a contact number to reach her so we can talk to her. Okay. Interesting. As this winds up, the police are putting it in phrases like they're accepting the narrative that she's missing uh do you reckon watts at this point thinks he got away with it well he's tried to make his his day sound very normal and like he's actually added in things that the neighbor had actually said so the neighbor said that he'd, he'd parked the car over the road for a few days which he found odd but it's because um he had done that because he, he claims it was to catch criminals over the weekend so he empties his truck on friday nights and refills it on mondays because apparently criminals only steal over weekend nights but that's his, his story but it's likely because he was trying to evade cameras so um as as I said, he, he had his, his girlfriend that they went on a date. There was the babysitter that, that came and looked after the girls. All of those sorts of, of, of things were happening. So having his truck across the road, he, he thought was that was the best way to have it. But even when they said, well, why did you have to reverse your car in, into the garage? And literally he says, for my water bottles and my lunchbox. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, they believed that. You know, it's just ridiculous the sort yeah, of things but, he said. Then he's talking about O-rings and he's forgetting it all, all of the tools. And it's like, it's, it's just ridiculous. But they're wrapping it up. As they walk out that door, do you reckon he's going, I got away with it? 
Well, they're playing that for him. They're saying, you know, if, if she doesn't want to talk to you, you, yeah, we get that. Just tell her to tell her friends to call the police and, and so we're not wasting resources. Yeah. So they're making it sound like, you know, oh, we're worried about her, but we really think that she's just sort of said, screw you, mate, and, and gone to mm. a friend's house to chill and you just don't know which friend. So we know that the play date is a lie. But we know that something else has happened. But we're going to play your game and you're going to show your hands by saying that, oh, you've tried everyone, which you obviously haven't, otherwise you would have found her. But they now have places to look and that's what they go and do. So he said that he had been to two sites that day. So guess where they're going next? They aren't going to sit and wait and fill out paperwork. They're heading out to locations where Watts had been from 5 a.m. that morning. Well, you know he's guilty. At this stage, the police think he's (laughs) guilty. But how do they prove it? That's coming up in the next edition of Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions. For more, and if you want extra benefits like early access to new episodes, video calls, bonus material and one-on-one video calls with Amanda, go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions. Or for direct access to the videos, go to mwm.uscreen.io. I'm Rob McNeil. Night. Amanda Howard is the serial killer whisperer. Thank you, Amanda. We'll see you next week. See you next week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.